0: We come to church for one reason—that is the Lord Jesus Christ—and um, I have so much I want to say today. My, um, I wanted—I uh, thought, boy, if I could just have all the church together and just preach at one time—and um, but so much I want to say. I want you to pray if you would continue to pray for Doug Davison. He um, is home, and uh, but. Uh, Just continue to pray that uh, this week that he'll have a great week there and stay healthy and not have to go back into the hospital at all. You can call the church where he can give you an update, specific update if you'd like that, but uh, just pray for he and Mary, and uh, we appreciate that uh, what God's doing in his life and healing. Also, Janelle Nowak, if you'll continue to pray for her, she is still at Lakes of Monclova, and I believe she's just finishing up her quarantine or will be here real soon. And um, so we are thankful that uh, Lord is healing her as well. But continue to pray for her. She's in room 309. And I would encourage you as well, if, if you haven't already, uh, to the Davisons, to Janelle, and, and really anyone that you know of that um, would be encouraged by a card. I, I know when I was sick and in the hospital uh, this past month, I, I can't tell you how appreciative I was of, I mean, literally hundreds of texts and emails and when I got home, there were cards that were coming to the church and to our house. And, and um, I had a, a, a sign, like probably, hopefully all of you had, uh, that I was prayed for and, um, in my front yard. And it was just so encouraging. And so I had to ask our church, these are things that we can do. Things are different, and uh, the world is different, and this pandemic, and just everything about us. But we don't have to stop loving. We don't have to stop caring for each other and matter of fact we're commanded to do it even more till the day of the lord and so i encourage you to do that also if you would pray for bonnie nixon she's not doing well and um, i talked to dave nixon yesterday or friday and uh let told him i'd let the church know that we would be praying dave's there quite a bit michelle's there and family is just there at the house she's home and they're doing as best they can uh, uh to keep her home until uh potentially at one point she'll have to go into hospice but they're doing the best they can just to be the as a family and i um, asked him if we could do this for them just so they didn't have to leave and be gone um from her in front of her there that we could do some meals and so if you're interested in helping uh with just some meals for for the um nixons if you just call the church office we're putting those together now and uh, i know that'd be a help to them also uh sherry brown if you pray for her her daughter is in the hospital um with some blood clots and and just uh uh, really needs our prayers so if you'll please pray for sherry and her daughter and then also um this is a great opportunity i want to thank our church we've had a good amount of people give for our operation love our desire this year you may have received a postcard there's some out here if you have not uh, on the back it just kind of gives you an idea of what we're doing we just want to be a blessing to people and um, this is not just uh, give, although we need to give, and many, many have already done that. We want to thank you for that. But also, we would want to be a blessing to people you know. Uh, we've got church members that uh, are really struggling right now, and we're going to be a blessing to them for this. We've got uh, 30 families. remember uh, seven months ago, when seven and a half, eight months ago, when all this started and the schools closed down. Well, many of those Uh, public schools, the kids would go there and that's where they'd get their their food, uh, lunch and breakfast. And without that, um, some of them weren't going to be able to eat or at least not eat a nourishing, healthy meal. And so we fed them, you fed them from uh, the middle of March all the way through into June every single week uh, because of what you gave. We would go food shopping, buy enough groceries for lunch for an entire week and every week we deliver them to 30 homes and uh, many of you help deliver them and uh, those same families we're going to help as well but that still leaves us 70 families um, that we want you to give us names of people that uh, you just know would be a blessing and so if you know someone somebody you work with someone a family member of someone you work with a neighbor um, just let us know so that we can be a blessing uh, we, we, easily, we easily can find 100 families, but we just thought it'd be really special this year if uh, those names, not just church families, but uh, people you know, people you're praying for, and that way we can follow up with them or you can follow up with them and just let them know that we're praying. And I want them to know that your church loves them, that your church cares about them and uh, we wanna minister to them. So if you are able to help with that, you can help just put uh, Thanksgiving meals or Operation Love. And also today, uh, we have uh, our Christmas, our annual Christmas offering booklets printed, and uh, you can pick those up. That's a highlight every year for our church. We help missionaries, ministries, uh, just, just all kinds of, of uh, people that are serving the Lord, Uh, Most of that is given away. There is a project we have every year. We have a small project we use for the the, uh, church here, but the majority of that is all given to families, families that have needs, and uh, it's a joy to give. And so if you uh, would begin to pray, and you can start giving now through Christmas uh, for our annual Christmas offering, but please make sure you grab a booklet uh, on your way out today. Uh, also, and then uh, uh, the old houses, are they here today? They've been out, there they are. Is today your anniversary? Yes. Thir- is it, it 34, 34 years? Married 34, have put up with him for 34 years. Congratulations, You pray for them. They've, um, uh, Jim's just been uh, really quarantining much over this. Uh, now, we're trying to stay healthy and and working through some things, and uh, I know a lot of folks. There's people watching online today, and we know that you have to do that. I want you to know this: if you are, you're missed. It's been too long that our church has been uh, away from each other, and you are missed when you're not here. And we're trying to do things. We put signs in people's yards, putting letters out. Um, there are there is about um, just under 500 families that represent our church, and. Thursday, I spent some time just making phone calls, and by the time you talk and, you know, get through a conversation, you don't get very far in in making phone calls, and so um, uh, you are missed, and we love you greatly, and I'm glad you're part of our church. Next Sunday, I want you to pray about this, if you would, and um, I really believe that we need to, uh, it, the songs that we sang this morning uh, reminded me of this. Um... The world needs the gospel. Jesus is the answer. To everything we're facing, Jesus, the gospel is the answer. And um, we need to be serious about that. Next Sunday, we're going to have communion. And we're going to have it where when you come in, you're going to need to pick up your cup, and it's going to have juice and a wafer in it. And it's a little bit different than passing uh, the the plates and... um, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to do it the way we're gonna to have to do it, only because it is a time, I think, of reverence and a time where we just bow our hearts and we we right with the Lord and we just think about what he's done, what he went through, the pain and the agony that he endured so that we could be redeemed. What a savior, what a God. And next week we're gonna have uh, communion and so I want you to prepare your hearts for that and and be right with the Lord coming. Don't wait till you get here, but this week let's live uh, for the Lord and and uh, go, go to scripture and read through what Christ endured so that we could have everlasting life. And then um, come ready to just remember what he did. And so I want you to uh, pray about that and many things, like I said, there's many things that we could discuss and uh, I want you to pray for these, if you would, please. And then also pray about being your part and helping for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm gonna take uh, one more week. I'm gonna push one more week off. I'm, I'm not doing this. I've really got my messages for Acts already finished. Uh, I've been studying for a long time in the book of Acts. But each week as I've been praying, I, feel, I just feel like the Lord has is, is put these things in my heart. I, I know the third John, the messages that I, we, we preached, From 3 John, they're timely messages. They were helpful to us. And uh, today, the same. I want you to go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, if you would, please. 2 Timothy chapter 3. I want to preach a message that, uh, a timely message, to help us. I talked to many people this week that um, they're just concerned about the condition of our world they're concerned about what's happening in our nation and around this world i, I talked to one matter of fact it was actually a couple i talked to, but one in very particular in tears this older gentleman in our church said why is god allowing all of this Oh, my heart broke many many different emotions are 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 being had, I'm seeing Christians fall apart. I'm seeing Christians fall away. This week, a well-known pastor of one of the, probably one of the well-known churches in the world came out and resigned or was forced to resign his church because of an affair. I hear these things, and boy, just my heart is broken. The lives that are destroyed. And parents, please hear me on this, please. A family I know well, a family I grew up with, a family my father worked with his father in the ministry. When I went to school with this man's family. He was born, he's about 15 years younger than I am, and so I know his family well. He was the um, uh, child that was years after they were done their last. He he was born. But he was a youth pastor in in New Jersey. His father, uh, one my dad helped start churches and Christian schools with, just died last year from cancer, had a cancer battle, and was pastoring at the time and. When he died, his son took the church. Well, his other son, the youngest of them, was already on staff and um, led music and was a youth pastor of the church. My brother, who's a police officer, texts me and said, have you seen this? I hadn't. This youth pastor went online on Snapchat and Instagram, not some dark website, But Snapchat and Instagram, many people have them, and every one of your kids probably have them. 30-year-old man posing that he's a woman. This man's in the ministry. He he is pretending that he is a woman. And he then grooms 12- to 15-year-old boys, becomes friends with them. And this is where I want you as parents to to please wake up. The world is not the same as it was when you were a child. Grandparents, the world is not the same as when you were a child. He would pretend that he's a woman, had a name, and became friends, looked for these 12 to 15-year-old boys. And he would then say, after they became friends, he would say, hey, I will send you a picture if you send me a picture. Nude. And so they would, he would send them a picture of an unknown girl that obviously wasn't him, an unknown teenage girl who he never should have had in his possession. And they would send pictures of him. And once these 12 to 15-year-old boys did that, what he would say was, I got you now if you don't now start performing things on video for me, I will send this this photo to everyone on your friend list and took a a snapshot of the friend list. And so what do these young boys do? They begin to do this. And then he says, "If if you stop, I'll send these videos on to everyone in your friend list. Thank God that he was caught and arrested, but there was at least six young boys between the age of 12 to 15 across the country, different states. He was arrested, and he'll probably spend the rest of his life in jail. and should for this. We need to realize this world is wicked. It's wicked. This this week in our city Toledo, there was a triple homicide. Just kill, just just shoot people. Five people were shot, three of them died. No 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 care, no no compassion. And Paul said to Timothy this, this in verse one of chapter three. This know also. Please get this, church. In the last days, perilous times will come. You know what that word? Perilous means dangerous. Dangerous times are going to come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Does this not strike you as society today? Disobedient to parents? We, we have a generation of children that, that will, will cuss out their parents, that, that will simply say, I'm not going to do what you want, want me to do. They live their own lives doing whatever they choose to do. In, per- in the last days, perilous times will come. Without natural affection. Well, I'm sorry, unthankful. Huh. Unholy. Without natural affection. Truce breakers. You can't believe them. Liars. False accusers, incontinent. That, that that word there is 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 um, just uh, uh, reckless and, and and can't control your your emotions. It, we live in a society that anger is just everywhere. I can't control something small, and we're ready to kill because someone got over into our lane. Because someone said something they shouldn't have said. We can't control ourselves. We 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 find fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady. That's that's that that word heady is like in a drunken stupor, just reckless and you you bad decisions, high minded. You think more of yourself, uh, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I want the thrill of this world, and I want it more than I want to be pleasing to God. How many of you would say this describes our society? It's like I opened the newspaper of 2020 and re- put it right up against Second Timothy chapter 3. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Pastors having affairs. Pastors getting up and youth pastors teaching and preaching and then doing perverse, horrible things in the darkness of the internet, thinking they're going to get away with it. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive, silly women laden with sins and led away with diverse lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Is that not society today? I mean, we can build we, we can build uh, uh, right now the, the talk is to build a, a, a ship that will get us to Mars. We we've got uh, telescopes that we can see light years into our 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 solar systems. We 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 can build skyscrapers that that uh, are are hundreds of feet into the sky. We have all the knowledge, but we're so far from the truth of the gospel. Knowledge is turning people away from God. Now as. Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Don't want the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as, there, the, as theirs also was. Hear me, Christian, but thou, but thou, You see, if we just read the first nine verses, it's pretty discouraging. But Paul says to Timothy, but thou, you know what he's saying? You don't have an excuse not to live a godly life, but thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ, Jesus, shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Do you know where this world is going? The Bible tells us right here, wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in these things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And look what the Bible says. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Father, would you help us today, these next few moments that we have? Lord, there's many here today and many that are watching online. There's many across this nation. They're wondering how much worse can it get? We're wondering, Lord, are you, why are you allowing things to happen that are happening? In reality, Lord, we, We need to just believe scripture. You tell us. You tell us what's going to happen and you tell us how to respond. And may we learn something today or be reminded. May we become, get back on course. And oh God, I pray in the heart of the Christian, no matter what's happening in this world, may the heart of the Christian experience revival. May we know this. May your word cause us to be perfect, thoroughly furnished, May we not get caught up in this season that's happening in our world, but may we be grounded in your word. So Lord, may we be today reminded of the foundation that we're built upon. That's the foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ in your word. So encourage us, I pray. We ask you this in Jesus' name. The Bible says this, perilous times shall come. I want you to know, Christian, it's going to get worse. You say, that's not an encouraging message. It is there to encourage us because things are not just spiraling out of control for no reason. When you think and you look at the world today and you think, does God really care? I want you to know this this is all in God's plan. He is on his throne. Nothing is happening that is going to catch him by surprise. It's going to get worse. Perilous times are going to come, full of danger, full of risk. And I believe this, Christian, we are in those perilous times. We're living there. We're living in times of danger. We're living in times of risk. But this is God's plan, not uh, uh, for his children to forsake God during this plan. No, listen to me, as a church, we need to be reminded, and I believe this is so important for us as we see and live in perilous times that we are constantly reminded that this is not our time to forsake God. It's not our time to flee and run in fear, but it's our time to get grounded even deeper in his word and live for Christ Jesus. We're told the problem, and we're told the whole list of problems here, they're going to be lovers of them, their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. This is what's going to happen in the end times. And so as these things are happening, oh, listen to me, it ought to cause us to take even further confidence in the word because God knew what he was talking about some 2,000 years ago. This ought to show us that the Bible is true. This ought to help us understand that God uh, uh, had, had the Holy Spirit of God, had Paul pen these words to Timothy, warning Timothy, and therefore warning us as we read this scripture, this is going to come, and this is what it's going to look like when it comes. And so we see here what these things are going to happen But I want you to see, Christian, what our responsibility is. And this is where I believe the church has to stay alert and has to stay awake and has to make this book what God, uh, uh, the foundation of our life. He says this, from such, look with me, I believe it's in verse number five, having a form of godliness but denying the power uh, thereof. This long list he has from verse number two down to verse number five, he tells Timothy, from such, turn away. He doesn't say turn to. The, the Bible tells us to, to. we're in the world, but we don't have to be of the world. Oh, listen to me, Christian. We don't have a choice but to live in this world. I know I've said it a hundred times. It'd be nice if we could go and we could have a compound on a side of a mountain and, and it could just be us and we could just worship the Lord and, and not have any any issues and not need the world for anything. But that's not God's plan. God's plan is for us to be a light in a dark world, but we don't have to be a part of what's going on. Oh, I I call on every Christian today to live a godly life, to turn from those things, to turn from sin, to turn from unrighteousness. Instead, we have churches that are embracing sin. We're, we're embracing, we're, we're, we're seeing a, a demise in church attendance. We're seeing churches close down. And, and, and the response to that in many churches is this, we, we just want to meet their needs and we want to get them in. But, oh, listen to me, if we become the world, we don't have a message for the world. I talked to a man not recently, and he said, I've been going to a, a specific church for, for 20 years. And I said, are you, are you saved? And he says, I don't want to talk about that. I said, how, how, could a, how could a Christian not want to talk about salvation? And he said, I don't talk about that and I don't talk about politics. But, but are you saved? Come to find out that where he attends, they don't preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so you can come and feel good. Listen to me, I, I believe this, and, and, and you know this to be true. If you've been here for any amount of time, boy, I'm going to preach messages how God loves us and the grace of God and, and how to live that victorious Christian life. But, oh, listen to me, Christian, we can't live a sinful life and think that we're going to be pleasing the Lord. We're living in days where the church needs to be strengthened, and the church needs to be strong, and the church needs to be resolved that we're not going to become the world. The world has no hope if the Christians aren't the lights. We're told here to turn away, to have no part in it. Listen to me, if we're not careful, the Christian home is becoming just like the world. But as long as we stay a little bit away from where the world is, we think we're okay. And as the world moves more and more and more wicked, because the Bible says there's going to get worse and worse, and as long as we're uh, just a little bit uh, uh, behind and not where they are, we think we're good. But I would say this, if the church is grounded upon the truth of the Word of God and the truth of the Word of God never changes, as the world gets worse and worse, it ought to get farther and farther and farther away. Not closer and closer and closer in our home. There was a time that we wouldn't let our kids, when I was growing up, my parents, if it wasn't G, and sometimes even G wasn't wasn't good enough for them, if it it wasn't going to be played. I remember I was in third grade, my neighbor said, hey, there's a new movie going, it's called The Gremlins. See if you uh, could go watch it with us. So I went and I said, hey, mom, um, there's a, movie called the gremlins and uh, -and so-and-so asked if i could come and watch it i got in trouble for asking i didn't get in trouble for watching i got in trouble for asking and now it's well if it's pg or a little bit more than that and, and 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 once the kids go to bed then we'll watch the r or even worse and we'll let things in our home and we'll hear things and we put things in front of our family and we're so just we we've just rocked ourselves to sleep thinking that we could be it see it and allow it to go into our kids eyes and ears but we're going to we're going to raise godly families it doesn't work it doesn't work Paul said to Timothy, from such? Stay away. If any of these things, if any of these things exist, we are not to be a part of it. 1 Peter 5 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about uh, seeking whom he may devour. And oh, listen to me today, he is on fire. He is even more aggressive, I believe, now than he's ever been before. He's as a roaring lion, he's seeking to devour. He's not just seeking to play, he's seeking to kill. My wife, she has a dog addiction. We've got three dogs. That's where you say oh yeah three dogs five kids three dogs let me do feel bad for me right now thank you no cats <laughs> we've so we've got one that's almost nine and he's lazy we've got one that's I don't even know how old I don't know I, I don't know my kids ages let alone dogs but she's the girl. And then we got this other one, two years now. He's playful and he wants to play. Well, the, the girl dog doesn't want him to play. So anything to, thing he tries to do, she goes and she takes it and she growls at him and she's mean. But she's never tried to kill him. She just doesn't want him to have fun. As soon as he's done having fun, she's good. She comes out and acts like a little princess. But Satan wants to kill. He's not just interested in not having, letting you have fun. He's interested in destroying you. Please don't miss this, church. He is interested in killing your family. He's interested in destroying your marriage. Not just making you have a bad marriage. He's not interested in, well, you're a Christian, go to church, just don't pray. He's interested in you not even being there. He's interested in you, your children, turning out to live in the world and want nothing of godliness. That's what he's after. We need to be sober, be vigilant. Listen to me, if, if we are living in the end times as I believe that we are, we are living in these last days and perilous times are going to come, then I would say to us here, whether you're watching online or you are sitting here today, be sober, Be vigilant. If there's a time to be this and behave this way, Christian, it's now. It's too much is at stake. Our families that are at stake, our children are at stake, churches are at stake. Ephesians 6:12 reminds us, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against uh, powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world. Uh, highlight that in your Bible, against the rulers of darkness in this world. You know what we're facing in tw- 2020? The rulers of darkness of this world. I believe believe that we are facing demonic oppression. I believe that we are facing these principalities against spiritual wickedness in high places. That is what we are facing, and we are not going to be able to face these things in our own flesh. We need to be right with God. We need to be spiritual. We need to be walking with God. Verse number six, look with me. He says "For in uh, 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 2 Timothy 3, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. You say, what does that mean? They captivate weak women, weighted down with sin, led on by various impulses. Just, just lead people deeper into sin. And now we've got a generation living that, that uh, is so involved in sin, so deep into sin, they don't even know right any longer. Listen to me, parents. This is, I read this article and this is what's being talked about. They, they went into college universities and they began to talk about uh, uh, virgins and partners and how many partners are okay before you get married. And this is what the, 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 the common answer was. We should have as many partners as we can possibly have. We deserve that. I I, I hope you know what I'm talking about. We deserve the experience. How do you know what you like until you experience it? These are the statements that are being said. This is the generation that we're growing up in. This is the generation we're growing our kids up in. It's, it's, it's almost like if you walk down that aisle in, at marriage and you're still a virgin, that something's wrong with you. And I want every single young person to know this. If you walk down this aisle and you're a virgin when you get married, God's pleased with you. That's the biblical way. And you're honoring to God. Look, look, look in verse number seven. He says this to Timothy, this warning. He says, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Oh, this describes our society today. So much knowledge, but it's not pointing people to God. Follow the science. But it's not leading them back to God. They're using science to tell there is no God. God. Oh, there's so much knowledge and so much learning, but it's not pointing us back to God. And, and t- Paul is warning Timothy, this is going to happen. And I'm saying to you, church, these things are going to happen. Don't get discouraged when you see the condition that the world is in. Realize this is what God said is going to happen. And stop trying to fight it in your flesh and resist it in your flesh. Turn away from it and get into the Word of God. Get grounded in the Word of God. I want you to turn with me, if you would please, Proverbs chapter 24. Are you with me this morning? Proverbs chapter 24. If you're a guest with today, I'm just a little worked up, but that's not always like this. Proverbs chapter 24. I want you to see something here, quickly. In verse number Look with me in, in uh, verse number 29. Say not, I will do to him as he hath done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. I went by the field. Look with me in verse 30. I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles that covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and they that uh, want as an armed man. Here, here the, 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 Psalm, the, the, the author of Proverbs is saying, you know, as we're walking by, here's somebody that's, you know, just imagine he's walking by and he's working hard. And he's watching this guy live a life that isn't right. And at times when we see someone living a life that isn't right, we don't always see the destruction that comes in the moment. And if we're not careful, we could see the success of the world and we can see the thrill of the world and we can see some of those things and we can say this, it seems like they're having a good time, but you know what we haven't seen? The end of it. The demise of it. Oh, we look, and it, it seems like, boy, I'm working hard, and I'm trying to raise a family, and it's hard to, it's hard to make ends meet, and, and boy, it, it, it's difficult, and, 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 and it's hard, and, and financially it's hard, and, and uh, raising children isn't always easy, and, and, and there's some sickness that comes, and I, I'm doing right, and I'm, I'm going to church, and I'm living for the Lord, and it looks like the ones that don't do any of that, they have the same or more than I have till this man said, he said this, and lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles and covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. You know what he realized? Destruction's going to come. Oh, that lazy person, it looks like they're just enjoying life and not having to work. Guess what? It's gonna catch up with them. Don't look, don't look at what uh, the, the thrill it seems like they're having and we're missing out because we're Christians. Listen, that means we need to have the right understanding. Don't just consider today, consider the end. I, I, I want to say to that, uh, uh, those that think, well, we just need as many partners as we have because we need, deserve the experience. Oh, don't consider the thrill of today, consider the end. What makes us different? We as Christians, what makes us different? We have a different hope. We have the word of God. We can't see things the same way the world sees things. And when we see things differently, we know the end. And listen to me, the end isn't, see, I hope they all die, and I hope they all pay their price. No, the Christian, he sees it differently, and we with tears ought to say, I hope they come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I hope they get saved, because if they they don't, they die in their sin, they're going to have destruction forever. What makes us different? Look with me in, back in Second Timothy. Look with me in verse number 10. Paul says this, but thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience. You know what he says to Timothy? You know better. We 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 don't we don't fight with emotion. We don't fight with our opinion. I've said to my children often, "You know better. You know better." Well, so and so's parents let him. You know better. Well, so and so, you know better. Well, I thought you know better. Stop thinking with your emotion and start thinking with truth you know better. How do you know better? Because of doctrine in manner of life, the example that you've been set. Purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, or love, or patience. That's what makes us different. Oh, listen to me. We see it modeled. We see it lived. What, what Paul was saying to Timothy is, these are the things that are going to happen. The world is going to get worse. But don't let it get you off track. Don't let it defeat you. Don't let it get you all messed up. Don't you start behaving in the same way they're behaving. Because you know better. You've been told better. You've got the Word of God. We have the truth. This is what allows us to withstand, this is what allows us not to crumble. This is allows us to be strengthened and not to fall in this perilous time. We don't have to crumble. How do we have strong marriages in 2020 the same way they had strong marriages 2,000 years ago? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church wives submit yourselves unto your husbands. How do we have strong homes the same way as when the, the epistles were written? Children, obey your parents. Children, honor thy father and thy mother. It didn't say that worked back then. It still works today. we have got to live it. If anything, we've got to do it more now than ever before. I want us to look at what God says on the matter. Look with me in verse number 12. The Bible tells us this Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I-, I want you to know what God has to say. If you love God in perilous times, we're going to suffer persecution. And I want to know, church, are you going to be willing to suffer it? It's not fair. Take it up with God. We 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 want to live on the mountaintop, have all of the blessings, have all of the joy, have all the the, the recognition, and then Jesus just comes and takes us to heaven, and then the world crumbles. We don't want persecution. We don't want suffering. We don't, and God says this, it's going to come. If you love the Lord, if you live for the Lord, guess what? Persecution's gonna come in the last days during perilous times. Why? Because the world is waxing worse and worse. No, it's all being set up. Oh, read through the Bible. You see, this is all setting up for the end times. There's going to be chaos in this world. There's going to be uh, Israel. They're going to turn against Israel. And and there's going to be wickedness. And there's going to be a reason why the Antichrist sets up a a one-world government. He says there's going to be peace with Israel. He's going to have all the answers, but he's going to deceive the world. Listen to me. As that begins to happen, the world's going to get worse, and as the world gets worse, the Christian needs to remain strengthened, and the church has to remain strong. i thought about this. So, what happens if it becomes illegal for the church to preach the gospel? Are we going to still preach at church? What if, what if, what if persecution comes and they are jailing Christians? Are we going to still preach the gospel? It's going to come. We need to choose now. Take this, heed this warning that Paul gives Timothy, and we need to choose now that we are going to believe what God says. Don't fight this battle in your flesh. Stop fighting against God. And use the resources that God gave you. How do I battle? Put on the whole armor of God. And I want to challenge us, church, let's put on the whole armor of God. Some of us need to turn off the news and the time that we've spent in that and researching the internet and researching all these things that just get us so wound up and spend that time putting on the armor of God and getting close to the Lord. Prayer, watching. Why? So that we can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you go to Ephesians, I don't have the time. I need to be done. In Ephesians chapter six, mark that down and look at verses 19 and 20. Why, why, why do we, why do we put on the whole armor of God? Why do we resist Satan? Why do we stand for what's right? Because someone has to tell the world there's a Jesus Christ that loves them and saves them. What, we do, what do we do in this day? Church, how do we respond? Someone said to me last week, they said, Pastor, you didn't tell us how to vote this week. I said, Well, do you not know how? Oh no, I know who I'm voting for. Then why did you need me to tell you? They said, Well, no, you didn't even mention, you know. And I said, I said to that person, listen, if you come to church, I tell you 52 weeks out of the year. We open up the word of God. I said, Didn't I ask? Did we preach the Bible this week? Yes. Do we exalt Christ this week? Yes then put your hands up and praise God. That's what we come here for. I'm preaching this this week because we need to preach the gospel. We need to exalt Jesus Christ. We, what, what do we do in this day? Preach the gospel. That's what we need to be concerned with, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The only way to change a world The wicked world as the perilous times, the only way to change that is being washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. The only way for a sinner to be made whole is the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's what our that's what this church stands upon, the gospel. And that's what we proclaim, and that's what we teach, and that's what we preach. That is our foundation. Man's opinion changes. Man's feelings change. The truth of the word of God, it remains the same through all generations. What's the world need? The gospel. Who's going to give it? The Christians. It's our responsibility. Would you bow in prayer with me?